0: of the Dan and Joe Sports Show, as always, I'm Dan. And I'm Joe. Hi, Joe. Uh, NFL last weekend, not really a whole lot of uh, stories to glean from it. But, of course, on Saints front, which we always like to talk about, uh, really, I thought an impressive win over Belichick's Patriots. And, you know, I thought that the offense did a pretty good job.
1: Jameis got it done with when he needed to, especially on a big drive in the third quarter. But most impressive of all, I thought was the defense that really made Mac Jones look like a rookie quarterback in that day. They did. You had DeMario Davis, you had Cameron Jordan, all those guys um, just dominating on the pass rush. And then offensively, you're right. The offensive line had a bounce back game. And one adjustment they've had to make is the loss of their uh, starting center and they've had to move uh, Cesar Ruiz um, to center from guard. And so I think that reshuffling of the offensive line caused some trouble against uh, Carolina in that pass rush. But you saw Alvin Kamara in the running game really get going this past Sunday. And I also like the reemergence of uh, Marquez Hallow- Callaway, the wide receiver in his second year. He wasn't a factor at all against Carolina, but he showed up, had just a great physical touchdown catch um, against uh, – the Patriots and then lastly it's just so rare to see the Patriots lose a game like that in Foxborough with Bill Belichick it just seems almost surreal to see the Saints uh, go up there and just dominate i mean the score was a 15 point margin that it felt like more and joe i think
0: up to this point mac jones is probably the rookie quarterback i've been most impressed with and it was weird to see him get a little flustered there at the end. He always seems like such a cool cat when he's back there, and you could tell at the end of the game he is—he was forcing things. He wasn't being himself. And He definitely was throwing in some windows that you never really see him do. And he even like completely misfired on some. And so you know that Saints
1: pass rush was heavy because he's not someone that tends to act like that. That's right. I mean, it looked like the most struggles he's had since that Iron Bowl in 2019. You know, throwing pick sixes. And you look at the Saints, you know, that they beat Mac Jones, they win this game on the road, and they're 2-1. And, and, you know, that's not bad considering the schedule. If you had told me they were 2-1 with those three games, uh, having to play Green Bay, you know, and defending MVP Aaron Rodgers, I probably would have assumed that was a loss coming into the season. And you win that game, actually, probably out of the three games, would have felt the best about Carolina, which is ironic. Same here. I actually would have thought that Carolina would have been- they won, I actually probably would have guessed they'd be one and two right now. Supposed to be two and one. Although, I mean, if you want to be a negative Saints fan, I guess you could say it would be better if they had lost either New England or Green Bay because technically the Panthers is a division game. But I'm happy with mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're you know, you still got a chance to be a playoff team, and I still think you know, there's no way I see them being better than the Rams or the Bucks, but I think that there could definitely be like a top five NFC team this year. Joe, speaking of the Rams, they put an absolute beating down on the Bucks over the weekend.
0: And right now, it's looking like a couple years ago, the only thing that they were missing in winning a Super Bowl was a Matt Stafford. And now you pair Matt Stafford with this team that was absolutely loaded.
1: And the Rams is like, I mean, dare I say they're the Super Bowl favorites right now? I think so. I mean, coming into the season, I think everybody thought the toughest test for the Buccaneers and what would keep them maybe from going undefeated was going out to Inglewood to play the Rams and that defense and then the uh, reinvented offense. And you're right. I mean, you look at Matthew Stafford and how good this uh, pickup has been for the Rams. It's been great for Stafford to kind of revitalize his career because, I mean, he put up some just amazing numbers when healthy with the Lions. You think about him having a 5,000-yard season, like his second or third year in the league, you know, when he had receivers to throw to, like Calvin Johnson and others. But then ever since Johnson retired after the 2015 season, he goes through five years of the Detroit front office just not bringing in anybody to help him out um, as far as wide receivers. You know, everybody talks about Green Bay not having receivers. I mean, Detroit was about as bad as anybody. And so now you have Cooper Cup. You have just uh, reinvigorated Deshaun Jackson. And there's a lot of good weapons for the Rams right now. Yeah, it is. And that was a problem with the end of his career with the Lions. I mean, you know, for a while he had
0: Calvin Johnson and Golden Tate. He had Nate Burleson. And then all of a sudden you look at the very end of his career there, and he didn't even have Golden Tate anymore. Nate Burleson retires, and he was completely bereft of receivers the last few years he was with the Lions, not to mention completely bereft of talent, period. And you always felt like Stafford was the guy that, like, man, you wish he had gone to another program because he's got everything
1: else. And I kind of thought, like, maybe even without this, he'd be a Hall of Fender if you looked at his stats and you just thought about the position he was in. But now you really get to see him with a good team. And I think good for him. He's earned. Oh, yeah, he's definitely put in his time. He's number, a former number one overall pick. You know, so the talent there speaks for itself. And I think that there's a good chance that this was a preview of the NFC championship game. I think that we very well could see the Rams and the Buccaneers square off again. I know there's some other teams will have a say in that. like you think about the Cardinals being undefeated 49ers, you think about um, the Packers. you never can count out Aaron Rodgers for maybe making it so like an NFC championship game. not necessarily a Super Bowl though. But ultimately, I think that Buck's Rams could be in the playoffs a matchup. But then, of course, next weekend, or this weekend, Dan, we're going to have the uh, Belichick-Brady reunion with the Buccaneers and Patriots, which will bring a lot of intriguing storylines. Absolutely.
0: Jeff. before we talk about that one, uh, a game that I thought was the storyline because of how much it wasn't a story and how much it wasn't a game was the Cowboys' big Monday night win over the Eagles where they won 41-21. And Joe, I didn't watch much of it, but when I tuned in at the very end, I heard Peyton and Eli, I watched the Peyton and Eli cast, and I think they were interviewing somebody else. They said, we will bring you back another time when it's actually a good game. And it got that bad. They were making comments like that. And, you know, one of my snap reactions after week one was that Jalen Hurts could be a – pro bowler this year and might be a top five quarterback in this league. And then suddenly the Eagles team looks really good. with having Slim Reaper and Smith Swift? But I'm not saying I was wrong about those comments, but
1: I may want to backtrack a little bit because the Eagles team, since I made that comment, is to no stop the last two weeks. Well, you know, you think about the context of it. I was impressed as well with their week one win, but that was against Atlanta. You know, and Atlanta's a, a mediocre team the more we think about it. I know Atlanta beat the Giants, but they're a really bad team. The Giants. And so I think that, yeah, I mean, definitely the Cowboys went out and dominated. But, you know, the jury's still out on this team. So I have questions about the Cowboys defense um, the rest of the season. Um, But the other thing I would say about the Monday night matchups with what Peyton Eli are saying, it's kind of a travesty at times that all these Monday night games are set early in the season because it's too bad they can't flex it, because a lot of times they end up with just a lot of lackluster matchups throughout the season. Uh, Especially last year, Joe. I mean, I felt like last year's Monday night play has one of the more pathetic games of the entire NFL season. And I don't remember even watching that many Monday night games because the games were just that bad. Yeah, they've got Giants-Buccaneers, I think, is a Monday night game, which will just probably be a beatdown. I mean, you don't even need to have the benefit of the four-side of the season. know that's a bad game. That's just a pathetic choice. <laughs> exactly. Well, Joe, uh, speaking of pathetic, I'm really I, I'm excited to see the pageantry
0: trade of Tom Brady returning to New England. What I'm seeing with this Patriots team right now and what I saw of Matt Jones with the Saints' pass rush, I don't think that's going to be a very good game. And I don't know if it's going to be a very good game, and then I think Tom Brady's going to throw for 400 yards or anything like that and put up 40 points. What I'm worried about is the New England offense doing anything against the Tampa Bay defense. I mean, you saw Tampa Bay last year. They kept pretty much all the guys there on defense. They got a great secondary with the Auburn boys and, and Jamel Dean and Carlton Davis. Uh, the linebacker position. I mean, you know, the former LSD guy, uh, White, Devin White is just an incredible guy, and linebacker that does everything. And then when you get up front, they have a really solid defensive line. And it's just uh, – the defensive line is what really scares me with Mac Jones based on what I saw last week. And even though they've upgraded the uh, – the skill sets with the Patriots, they still want to have amazing wide receivers that can really help them out, or running back that can really help them out of the backfield that much. I mean, they're still using what is maybe like the 10th best running back in the saving area as, as the main running back. So
1: it's just – I see this as an epic mismatch, and I think Tom Brady's going to get uh, the best zone coach on this one. yeah, okay, He's determined to win this game. I mean, that's one reason he wanted to definitely play a second year in Tampa – so he could get to go to Foxborough for a game and win there and kind of, you know, silence Belichick. And I think that the big thing that hurt the Buccaneers at L.A., uh, in addition to just the talent that's on the Rams roster, they didn't have Jason Pierre-Paul on defense, and they were missing Antonio Brown on offense. They're hoping to get maybe both those guys back, at least Brown this week. And that helps the Buccaneers as well. And I just think you're right. It's just a mismatch of epic proportions – And then Brady has the opportunity, conveniently on primetime television, to surpass Drew Brees for the all-time passing yards record. I think he's like 80 yards short, so that's going to happen. I mean, Brady will probably go out and just have a vintage performances performance. I kind of look for him to have like maybe like a um a 30 for 34 type game, you know, with 300 yards, four touchdowns kind of thing you see him like surpassing on the
0: first pass, like maybe throws like an 85 yard touchdown or something like that -hmm. to
1: Antonio Brown. That would just be amazing. Yes, and Antonio Brown and Gronk, those are other guys that have an incentive, you know, for playing against New England.
0: That's right. Both of them were on there, one retired, one got let go after maybe a month. Well don't let us go. We'll be back for another uh, episode just briefly talk about some college football. Talk about the big games we have this weekend. You can catch all of our episodes on Spotify, look at the AJ Sportship on Spotify. And now we're also going to be available on YouTube. And uh, you can look, follow our YouTube channel, the AJ Sportship YouTube channel. And as always, I'm Dan, And I'm Joe.